Krispy Kreme Donuts is going to be purchased for $1.35 billion. The purchase by Austria's billionaire Ryman family. Well, they'll be adding to Pete's Coffee as well as Keurig Green Mountain. A lot of glazed donuts coming to those brands, perhaps. Let's find out more from Michael Halen. He is Senior Restaurant Analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. Michael, so this is like the complete breakfast now, right? Coffee and donuts. Although when I'm looking at the Krispy Kreme website, you have to scroll down to even see a donut now. This is about coffee and uh, sugary drinks. Yeah, it is about coffee. And although Krispy Kreme has, you know, hasn't had a ton of success increasing their coffee sales, um, obviously JABC is a significant opportunity here, um, you know, to, to use their expertise to help Krispy Kreme, you know, expand coffee sales, not only in their stores, but, but in the retail channel. Why are they so interested in these coffee and consumer brands? Well, coffee makes a lot of sense because it's it's growing faster than other packaged foods in in the U.S. and across the globe. You know, we're talking about a um, growth rate in in the mid single digits. So, it's a very attractive business. Um, it's typically very high margin, especially in at the store level. Um, you know, and you know they've made a lot of acquisitions. So, so they're purchasing power is increasing and, and they're going to gain some leverage on, on their coffee buys, which should help margins across the organization. Now, JAB, the uh, company that is purchasing uh, Krispy Kreme, already owns Caribou Coffee, Einstein Noah Restaurant Group, as uh, well as uh, a variety of uh, other restaurants that perhaps are less familiar uh, to many listeners. But is this a plan just to push into the restaurant business, the coffee business? What, what exactly? Are they coming up against Starbucks? It's mainly, it's mainly for the coffee business. You know, we don't get a ton of information, right, because it's privately owned. But from what we can tell, it's mainly through, uh, you know, growth of the coffee business and the coffee brand. So, you know, Krispy Kreme has put a lot of effort into you know, they have a very strong brand, and they've been putting a lot of effort into Krispy Kreme-branded drinks. Uh, and JAB sees that as some low-hanging fruit. They think they can they can take Krispy Kreme beverages, um, expand the distribution, um, get a greater attachment rate in the stores, um, you know, and, and uh, increase sales and margins. How do you do a back-of-the-envelope valuation for a company like Krispy Kreme Donuts? $1.35 billion is the uh, estimated value of the deal. Sure. So it's interesting. So they're paying, uh, you know, almost 17 times uh, on an EBITDA, EBITDA basis based on, on this year's consensus EBITDA number, which some may say is kind of aggressive, but that's what they've been paying. That's what they paid for Pete's. That's what they paid for Caribou. And what's interesting is they're kind of disciplined. So, you know, you know, for example, Krispy Kreme has been rumored to be in the works since 2013. But with Krispy Kreme, Caribou, Pete's, uh, and even Keurig, all of the company, the target stock uh, dropped precipitously before JAB made the offer. So uh, although it may seem aggressive at, you know, 16.8 times forward EBITDA, um, you know, this may be a trough EBITDA number that, that it's based off of. So it's interesting because they show discipline, um, but they seem to, to strike when they, they feel the opportunity is right. And they place a bid that doesn't seem to that, you know, may not get any um, competition. 
a uh, point to you about uh, valuation. Are there other companies that, uh, that if you are invested in Krispy Kreme for just this type of situation, uh, are there other brands that you would also pay attention to? Well, there's, there's, it's a dwindling number. <laughs> JAB's been very busy over the last four years. But um, there's only two left, really, that are publicly traded. we got Starbucks and Dunkin' Brands. Starbucks doesn't make any sense. Their $83 billion market cap is, is uh, significantly larger, we think, than JAB. Uh, Dunkin' um, makes sense on a certain level because, you know, the business model with the restaurants and the strong consumer-branded retail business um, is – you know, very similar to Caribou and Pete's and the, the other companies in the portfolio. Uh, they have, you know, 8,400 stores. So they have a, a ubiquitous presence, but it's almost 100% franchise. So it depresses the market cap of the company. And so only $4.3 billion. So, uh, you know, it, you can, you know, they may, be, they may decide they want to purchase this brand and they might be able to get it at, at a manageable price because of the franchise nature of it. You know, that being said, there's, you know, there isn't the same amount of low-hanging fruit like there were at, at um, Krispy Kreme and then at Pete's and Caribou, which were kind of regional and struggling to expand. So they don't really have the low-hanging fruit here with Dunkin' Donuts. Um, so if they are interested, they, they may remain patient. You know, like I said, they, they pay about 16 to 17 times EBITDA for their targets. Uh, Duncan is at 14 and a half times. Um, it, it may be too rich for this, their blood at this time. Hey, Michael, I want to. I, I know you maybe not uh, primed for it, but uh, I've been reading your stuff on Sonic, and I just find this to be a very interesting uh, company. Uh, Sonic, uh, you believe, has the opportunity to increase their average unit sales, and I'm wondering whether that has anything to do uh, with at least stable, if not less expensive, gasoline prices. Yeah, so they think they can do that. Uh, irrespective of, of what gasoline prices do. I mean, obviously, lower gasoline prices will give their lower-income consumers, um, you know, more pocket change and more money to, to buy Sonic's burgers and, and tots and, and all that good stuff, limeades, you know, you name it. Um, and it could give them a boost should gasoline uh, prices remain low, but Sonic thinks they, they can increase those average unit volumes by 50%, even without uh, a help from gasoline, and, and and what gives them confidence is that you know their best sites in the their best restaurants in the best sites are doing significantly higher volume. So uh, it's to me they may be you know maybe getting a little bit more com- comfortable with their restaurant selection methodologies, and um, could be giving them the confidence to to set such a to set such a lofty goal. Thanks very much for spending time with us. Michael Halen is Senior Restaurant Analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence.